therapist and relationship coach, and I travel the world helping individuals learn the skills they need to have happy and healthy relationships. And I'm her loving husband and co-host, Big Sexy, here to provide levity. levity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so want to say again, thanks to all of our colorful humans. Really appreciate the uh, feedback we're going to be doing some different things and so excited for the things we're going to be trying this year, including the topics we're going to be uh, covering. So, so uh, uh, if you have a moment, take a take a moment, hit that like button, subscribe, uh, follow us. Uh, share with all your peeps. Share with all your peeps, right? Yeah. So. All right. So. Uh, what are we getting into today? Today, uh, as you know, we were doing our listener questionings up front. Mm-hmm. So today's listener question, and my phone will cooperate here, comes from our dear family member, Kendall. Friend and family. Love Kendall. Kendall Hi, Kendall. Wonderful, colorful human. Kendall asks, how important is communication mm-hmm. in a relationship? Uh, I guess we can't just say very. Keep it moving. Right. End <laughs> <in> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it, it, it's it, well. First, thank you, Kendall, for the question. Communication is probably the thing that most couples, if I were to say, when folks come and sit with me for either relationship um, therapy or coaching, uh, there's always a certain number of folks that say we are generally pretty good. We've been together for a while. We're struggling with communication. Okay. We want to work on communication. So the first thing I find is that it is really tough to figure out what people mean when they say that they want to work on communication. Right. Um, I don't know. We we have worked, I think, on our communication. Yes. To a really great degree. Wasn't always good at it. Wasn't always good at it. So, like, I don't know. Maybe we should probably start with, like, where everybody starts at least when they're sitting in my office, which is, we ain't really good at this, <laughs> right? So at some point in our relationship, uh, what do you think happened to the communication? Let's maybe start from that frame. And then we can kind of talk a little bit about what communication looks like, blah, 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 all that good stuff. So first of all, what do you think was challenging about our communication back in the day? Uh, wait, well, I think a lot of it was uh, we both came from independent lifestyles right? where we didn't have to communicate with somebody else about things that were going on and what was happening. I don't mean like, I don't mean, well, okay. I can't, let me make it by me. I came from Uh a independent background, again, living by myself, most of the life. Uh, I, I statements. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Right. And so the transition going from, I don't need to tell anybody that somebody need to tell what's going on changes. And that was a, a bit of a, a, a habitual shift that needed to happen mm-hmm. there. I think also our schedules 
uh, being so different right. played into not communicating well. You know, if you if you're up in the morning and you're having all these thoughts and want to talk about it and get these things out, I'm unconscious. If I come home from work or hosting karaoke, whatever I was doing at the time, and you were asleep, we obviously can't talk then. Very clearly. And then in the middle of the day, if we're all doing our jobs or whatever or work, there wasn't a whole lot of space for communicating there. Mm-hmm. I think what changed is we had to make sure to implement communi- clear communication and and uh, build those habits into our daily structure where they weren't before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that it trips people up is they think that communication should get easier over time. And there are certain aspects of communication that do get easier over time uh, because our language shifts over time. Uh, but I try to remind people sometimes about the actual magic that language and communication actually are. If you think about it, and you know, in this, I'm borrowing from uh, Lyra Boroditsky, who is a linguist. If you haven't seen her her uh, TED talk, it's called "How Language Shapes Thought." Mm-hmm. Right? It's fantastic, really, really fascinating. Literally about how we actually the magic of how we communicate. Right? Right. So you know, somehow across time and across space and in the world, we will take air and blow air through certain parts of our body. We'll make certain, you know, noises, clicks, growls, sighs, silences. Right. And each of those movements have a meaning that have a representation that I can then share with another human being across different minds who didn't have that meaning before. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? A, uh, That's funny, crazy. Funny, uh, uh, on... On my other podcast, Big Sexy Digital Nomad, I recently did an interview with a friend of ours, Nas. Yes. Um, who studied the philosophy behind language. Yes. And we were talking about how, you know, we have this thing that in English we call a chair, mm-hmm. right? Um, in other countries, it's named something. The thing itself doesn't change, mm-hmm. but the sounds our mouth makes, mm-hmm. the air, the way that our mouth moves, and the formulation of words changes based upon where we are in the world Mm -hmm. and that's insane i mean it's just phenomenal it's amazing you know the the magic of of human beings right the magic of just the way that we actually create these kinds of things if you get into that ted talk and we i don't want to get too much into uh communication theory uh because i can tell you one of the things that put me to sleep in grad school was (laughs) pragmatics of human communication i'm going to read the full title because i want y'all to know it is super boring, and it is also the absolute most important um, step in our training. Uh, we learn communication strategies. I think this was the second class I ever took in grad school before we did any kind of clinical work, before we talked to anybody. We studied pragmatics of human communication, a study of interactional patterns, pathologies, and paradoxes. Ooh, that's a nice little alliteration there. It was not fun. Oh, okay. It, it was a terrible book. It, it was a book that put me to sleep, but <laughs> it was a book that was so necessary because part of the work of connecting human beings often involves the language that we use to connect, how we're using that language, why we're using that language, what that language represents between people. Um, so communication, just the short answer is it is vitally important. It's not just very important. It is 
vitally important. So when folks come and sit down in my chair, right, or they sit in front of me and, you know, in in video chats, uh, as we work through communication strategies, the first thing I got to ask myself is, do they have a problem with communication? Are they really not communicating? Or are they communicating and they don't like what they hear? That's a different problem, (laughs) right? Right. So if you're having a challenge in your relationship, that's the first thing I I, I would maybe stop to think, right? Is it that we are miscommunicating or am I getting a very clear communication that I don't like? Uh, Then there's a third group of uh, couples. So they're the folks who are really for real not communicating. Right. Uh, And that's like you were saying, schedules, parenting is often a time when that happens. Early in parenting, folks are exhausted. They don't have time. Um, If they're doing caretaking, that can happen. So there's a lot of different reasons, but folks just have different schedules. They're not communicating at all. Um, And then you have those folks, again, that are uh, communicating in ways that the other person doesn't like. And then there is the misunderstandings, right? Where folks are just like two ships in the night and they are continuing to miss each other, right? Right. Uh, So if you're having challenges with communication, the first thing I'd ask you to do is just look at which of those three fits the bucket for you, right? right? Because that's a different kind of communication problem, (laughs) right? Now, there are some things that we can do broadly, particularly for long-term committed partners, that can actually help our communication. Uh, We do some of those things on a pretty regular basis. So I'm going to see, I'm actually let you explain (laughs) some of the things that we do to uh, maintain good communication. Well, uh, to starters, we... Well, we, we, okay, so we do several different things. So it's kind of like, which one do you pick to go first? So one thing we do. I'm just so curious to see what you're going to choose, actually. Is uh, we definitely uh, hit each other up to what are we grateful for today? I mean, that's, Gratitude. We, we start with, uh, you know, what what do you miss about Spain? <laughs> uh, so re- reminiscing and communicating where we're at and what we're thinking about and what what fun things have we done that we want to, you know, re, re- uh, ignite and talk about and share with one another. Great being gratitude, you know, having gratitude and being grateful. Right. We do have we a, talked about. We have a daily gratitude practice. Right. Every and, day. And, and just to be clear for our colorful humans, our gratitude practice is pretty simple. At some point during the day, usually at the end of the day, one or the other of us will ask each other, what are you grateful for today? Simple. Simple as that. Yeah. yeah pretty simple. Uh, but it's a good gratitude practice. One, I, get a chance to see what's in your day. Uh, and two, I think it's really a, a good and hopeful note to share with a partner, you know? Yes. Uh, and then every week we do our State of the Union. I love the State of the Union. Right. And so that's when we check in on on what, you know, things we appreciate about the other partner, things that could have been gone differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What can we do the following week to, to yeah. help you feel more loved? Uh, we do that, and I think, I mean, personally, I make it a point, you know, every day to check in wherever you are to see how your day is going. I'll ask, you know, and I'll ask you what your day looks like. Mm-hmm. I make it a point to do that, uh, not not just because I'm, you know, keeping track or anything like that. It's just so 
I know where you're at. You know, what was sure. your day looking like? What's going on? What's have happening a deal. What's happening? Sure. And it's a communication. You know, it's just a way to say, hey, what's your day look like? What you got going on today? Mm-hmm. Um, and in case I need also kill me a plenty of surprises, you know. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm glad you ain't doing nothing today because we ain't going to go to the movies. <laughs> right. Um, it does happen. Every now and then. Every, every now and then. And then. Um, yeah, I think those are the, the yeah. main ways that we, we have worked on communicating with one another. Yeah. And and I'm really glad that we're you know going to dive into techniques. I think a lot of the challenge for couples is they don't have really good techniques to build communication. And some things naturally happen across time that make the kind of communication people generally want to have more difficult. Uh, I like to think of it like the 80-20 rule, <laughs> right? Okay. So at the start of relationship, and by the way, these numbers have no meaning except what I called it, <laughs> right? I don't have any stats behind this. This is just kind of my um, understanding of how people maybe walk through relationship to long-term partnership. Uh, but early on, we are super interested in each other. We want to know about each other's families and pasts. Favorite and color. Your favorite color, the things that you like to do. I want to know about your vision. I want to know the things that you like. I want to th- know the things you don't like. I want to get to know your friends. How well do you know Star Wars? No one says that. <laughs> that, that number is not zero. That number is not zero. Number is not I'm sorry. Zero. I was just thinking about me. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> It's, it's the hazard of being nerd adjacent. So that's like 80% of your conversation are all these new discoveries that you are making about each other and learning about each other. And it's also fun to share these things with another person, right? Uh, 20% of your conversation is logistics. Let's meet at so-and-so's. Don't forget to pick up a bottle of wine uh, or whatever that might be. As you Luscious. get to, <laughs> don't, don't forget, <laughs> don't forget to buy the hypnotic. <laughs> that Hennessy. Don't forget that Henny. But um, whatever or whatever your drink of choice, I don't know. I, we don't, I don't even drink, so I don't even know why I'm saying this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, your Kool Aid, whatever it is. Um, logistics. Logistics, right? So you're, you know, only talking about those things that we have to do. As people get into longer term committed partnership, their communication, their actual language changes. We stop talking about things like what are our visions for the future? You know, uh, we stop talking about those same stories that they have heard over and over again. So we're not sharing a lot about past. I know your favorite color. I know your favorite color. I know all these things. Right. So our communication becomes primarily logistics. Don't forget to pick up the kids. Did you get the dry cleaning? Hey, don't forget so-and-so has that school thing. Or don't forget we've got that meeting. Your mom called. Whatever it is, it is something that is having to do with the partnership of relationship as opposed to the nurturing of relationship. Right. Right. So you're building, and that's what can be really confusing for folks, right? Because they build these really good partnerships that then struggle. Shift, right. They struggle to figure out why we're not really talking anymore, right? Why can't we communicate? And it's because they're out of practice, honestly. Um, it's not that they stop caring what people are doing? It, kind of. You know, it, it, part of being a, the, you know, p- part of the challenge of being a human animal is that we do acclimate to things, right? So whatever is alluring and amazing and unusual 
if you are around it long enough, will just become your familiar, norm. Right. It just becomes familiar. And there's no way to really avoid that. This is why, you know, it's really great to try to do new, like, let's do a new sexual position or let's like dress up. And that's okay for like temporary, like every, if I want to spice a particular engagement with my partner up, perhaps, right? But at some point, like, Right. There's only so there like new is only new for so long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. For it's only new until it becomes familiar. Right. Right. So that's true about communication. And that also can lead to a lot of things like assumptions. I think I know what you're saying. That, right. That that's a particular area that I find folks uh, find challenging is mind reading. Um, just assuming I know what you're going to do and say and re- responding as if you have done and said the thing already. Like, I don't have to wait for you to do it. I got you. I'm going to be mad up front. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or I'm going to be, you know, upset up front. You haven't even done the thing yet. I just know you will. Um, and then there's also the idea that because of that, the 20% is often focused on problem solving. Okay. So what can get people in this bind is 80% of our conversation is logistics because necessary. We have a life together now that we have to kind of navigate and, and negotiate. And that's just, that's just what it is. Right. So that chunk is already donated to how we work our life together. The rest of it and how you use the rest of it is really important. <laughs> right. And what a lot of folks will find is that when we do have the time to talk and there are communication problems, now is the time to talk about the communication problems. And now it feels like that's all we ever talk about. Right. All we ever talk about is these communication problems because that's, you know, the 20% that is available to us. So um, what you said, which is something that, you know, I, I use with my clients all the time, uh, something called the State of the Union is really designed to address that gap that takes place for long-term partners. Um, the gap being that we don't talk about anything except our problems. Right. And the State of the Union is specifically designed to talk about our resilience and our strength and to recognize uh, and honor uh, the, and, be, and show appreciation for our partners. It's really about appreciation. Um, and it's often those things that go unsaid and assumed. But this is the positive assumed. And we want to start to make that <clears throat> as transparent as possible. Right. We want to make it explicit as possible. Uh, so I'm going to tell y'all, and this is my secret sauce. So I'm going to give y'all some secret sauce today for communication. You want the tea on communication. This is what you need to do. Once a week or once every two weeks, sit down with your partner by agreement. This will only take about 20 minutes. You're going to ask each other four key questions. First question is. What? We do this every week. You don't know the first question. Oh, I don't know. I don't, we, we don't add, ask questions. Well, but what's the first question that we the, are the answering? First, oh, we ask ourselves four questions. Yes. Go ahead. What's the first one? First one is, what did you do well this week? Yes. So you're going to look at your partner. You're going to say, hey, partner, I noticed this week, and this is in any arena of life, work, home, parenting, friendships, relationships, hobbies, doesn't matter. Something that you noticed this week that your partner did that you think they did a really great job. Yes. That's it, right? One thing, one thing. What are five things that I appreciate uh, that you did this week? Yes. So that's question number two. 
five things you did. And the key to this question is that you want to offer what we call rich detail. And what I mean by rich detail is that just saying thanks doesn't really offer to the person what it meant to you. And so it's really key that when I think of these five examples, and it can be really hard to think of five examples if you're not talking, if you're not connecting, that's one of those keys. If you can think of five easily, that's a good, that's a good indicator. Um, but five things that my partner did that I appreciated with rich detail. So that says things like, instead of you help me find my keys, thanks, which is really nice. Instead, I maybe want to say, I was running late on Thursday. I was really stressed out. Uh, I was freaking out because I could not find my keys. You were getting ready for work too. And you just stopped everything you were doing and you helped me to find my keys and really saved me a lot of stress. That is rich detail. That tells what happened in specific, how it impacted me, why it was important. And then I express my appreciation. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. So that's number question number two. Question number three. What is something I wish you had done differently this week? Now, this is the trickiest question of the bunch. Because it is really important that when you address this question, the language, we've talked about language, the language is really important. We are not asking our partners what did you do wrong this week? What did you fuck up this week? That's not the question. The question is, what do I wish you had done differently? Just different. Right. It may not even be something that is negative, just something I would have preferred you do a different way. This is a question that is for information only. It is really important that in this appreciation conversation, this question offers information. If there is nothing you prefer they do differently, don't make stuff up. Right. Don't get petty with it. Don't daisy chain things. Right. Each of these conversations is specific, which is how you get clarity. Uh, you want to be specific. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say, well, like all the other weeks, you did not take out the trash this week. I wish you would do that differently, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's not cool, right? Right. But I might say, last week, the trash piled up, and I I wish you had taken the trash out on Tuesday. Done. And for the person that is listening, it is not to defend. It's not to make an excuse. It's simply to take in the information. Now, here's the tricky part, is that it requires that both partners be fair. This is not the time to take the low blow jab to get that last little thing in, (laughs) right? This is for information only. And if there is something that you need to talk about, if there's something that is a problem that you need to talk about, then this would be the time that I can mention it. And then we talk about it on a different day. Right but not in this conversation because this conversation is specific, right? right? And then the last the last question is probably- What I call the hardest. hardest. Yeah, yeah, right? I call this one the hardest. It's one of the hardest. Uh, so question number four. Is what can I do this week to help you feel more loved? Whoosh. So this is, think about these all like SMART goals. All of them need to be specific, measurable, 
something I can see, right? Right. I want you to be nicer to me is not necessarily measurable, right? Um, I want you to be more affectionate is not measurable. That that gives a comparative without a baseline, right? Uh, it wants, it's something, let's see, what, what's the SMART goals? <laughs> it is, you don't know what SMART goals are? No, I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't, okay, I didn't measurable. study this. There's the, accountability, it's reasonable, and it's time-bound. What's the S? Simple? No. <laughs> I don't know. Sexy? It might be sexy. Make it sexy. I don't know. I, I just, I thought, didn't I just say it? Specific. 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 Ah. Specific. Ah. specific. Did I just specific. say specific? Measurable. Actionable? Actionable. Reasonable. Reasonable. And time bound. Time bound. Okay. So right. uh colorful humans, if you know what the actual acronym for smart goals are. Because <laughs> we're not gonna Google it right now. We're not gonna Google it at all. Go ahead and just uh put it in the comments and, yeah. and thanks. Either confirm yeah. or uh give us the correct information. Or in or if you want want to have fun with it, give us what else smart stands for in the terms of positive <laughs> communication. Positive communication. Um, so, right. So this is the time where I want to, first of all, let me explain the purpose of that last question. The purpose of the question is not so that someone can have a grand gesture once a week or every other day or whatever it is, right? Uh, it's so that you are able to express in verbal and nonverbal ways uh, what uh, is supportive for your partner without having to guess. It's just that simple. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything grand. Um, it, I, I often have folks uh, will come up with examples like, I want you to give me a hug at the end of the day when you come home before you head off to your game know, bowling or league or game or right. whatever. Just spend a couple times and hug me and you know, spend some time sitting down together. Uh, some folks ask for things like, let me have a electronics free evening where we put our phones away and we spend time doing something together. I should probably jot some of these down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only because no cheating. It's it's, it's, it's it's you know it's interesting that it's not difficult on the receiving side. No. Right? If you tell me something that can be done, I can do that. Mm -hmm. The hard thing is to think about what makes me feel more loved. Right. And that's the thing, because that helps each partner to understand, one, that we have some responsibility in our own happiness and that our partner can't just deliver a happy thing to us just because, like, I don't know, they read. They get me. They just get me. Right. <laughs> like, this is like, this is how you get me. This is how you start to understand me. Um, but it is really hard because then it requires me to have some introspection about what actually makes me feel more loved. loved. Right. And that changes and that can change from week to week. Uh, you, Some folks, if they do this on a regular basis, like we do, we've now done this for several years. I right. Think. Uh, yes. So there's going to be some repeats. There's some favorites. <laughs> right. There's some right. things that I, I probably don't even have to say. There's some like, toolbox that, okay, I can't think of nothing. I can go back to I'll this. I'll go back to this I'll go toolbox. back to this well and sure. pull this one out. This is the oldie but goodie. Sure. So you also not Love only- me this way. Yeah. So not only do you have an opportunity to learn how to communicate with your partner, but you also have an opportunity to have some self-communication and some self-understanding 
about how love feels good to you. So, yeah, that's that. That's the um, that is the tool. That is that's the secret sauce, uh, and that is called the State of the Union. Uh, for folks who want to work on communication, I actually would advise that they start there um, and start with appreciation to start to fortify that 20% where we really do want to be talking in you know these happy ways with our partner and connecting in spaces that feel good to each of the partners. Right. Um, and then there's time enough to talk about the kind of problematic communication that we have, right? Mm-hmm. But for any of those folks, those groups of three, one, two, and three, um, in the ways they communicate when they sit in front of me, it's a really good place to start. The folks who are not communicating, they're going to find it really difficult to come up with examples. Right. They're going to start to get an understanding of how much they actually know and connect with and resonate with their partner. That's good information. That's really good information. So if I'm struggling to come up with like five or two or one or to even remember what the last week was like for you, <laughs> right? What you right. even did in your life this last week. That's an indicator that we are probably not talking enough. Right. And we're probably not paying enough attention. So I need more interest. You also got to pay. Yeah, it does involve paying attention to your attention significant other. To your partner. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. I think that's another thing that folks forget, you know, in the early stages, man, you're paying so much attention to this person. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're not, not all of a sudden over time, sometimes over a sudden, like, well, and you're not. And then, you know, you start paying attention to something else mm-hmm. and that gets noticed. Yeah. And the something else is not necessarily, um, you know, infidelity. Bad. Just, it's just, yeah, it's just, just another, other another things, thing. Right. I have, I have your attention, right. Children, work, PlayStation, PlayStation, Candy Crush. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there (laughs) that just steals your time. The new Star Wars. Then we're back to Star Wars. I'm never going to leave it. We need to have some effective communication about this. (laughs) (laughs) I have effectively communicated. I love Star Wars. Yes, I I get it. And I'm sure you get my (laughs) nonverbals. So, Let's talk about some of the elements of good communication. There are a lot of elements of good communication, uh, but there's some things that I think can be really helpful. uh, And there are some ways that can really support good communication between partners. The first thing is to take care of your basic needs, please. It seems like a crazy thing to say, but if I am communicating with someone, if I really want to communicate, I want to deliver an idea from me to them. We got to think about how do we receive these messages? Do you ever receive anything really well when you're hungry? No. 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 I don't receive things well when I'm hungry. I don't receive things well when I'm tired. Nope. I don't receive things well when I'm rushed. I don't receive things well when I'm stressed. Now, I know that there are couples out there who will say, I'm always rushed, stressed, so on, right? This is why we need to carve out small chunks of time for the communication that we need to have. (laughs) Because... Those are just, that's just life. Right. It's just life. Um, for those folks that are uh, communicating and they're communicating exactly what they mean and they don't like what they hear from the other person, they're going to find it difficult to uh, come up with examples because they'll notice their anger or resentment toward their partner. And when that comes up, 
then that's the hurdle in your communication. Then we're not actually talking about communicating. We're talking about what's fueling that communication between you, which might be some old resentment, some pain, some broken trust, some hurt. Um, But when I go to a place of appreciating my partner, if I am struggling to find something I appreciate, or if all I can think about at that time are the problems that I'm having with this person, then that's an indication that my communication is actually really effective. I'm communicating what's true. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm just wanting to have a different feeling. That's a different challenge. For those folks that are, that are misunderstanding each other, that's an exercise that's going to start to redefine the terms of their relationship. Because they're going to start to learn things about how their partner views the world differently than they do. <laughs> right? right? They're going to appreciate different things. They're going to appreciate things you don't care about. You're going to appreciate things they don't care about. You're going to appreciate things that they just think is they're just think that's just what you do. <laughs> right. But it also helps me understand how my partner and I are different. And that that difference doesn't necessarily have to be negative. Right. We're just different. We're just different. Uh, and so I might start to learn more about how to clear up some of those misunderstandings that we have been having in our communication. Right. Um, First, by starting with appreciation as opposed to starting with, well, the, the way most people sit in my office, which is, this is what's wrong. With, this is what's wrong with my partner. <laughs> right. And and honestly, the, the corollary to that, which is, and this is how we fix it. If they would just X, Y, Z, right. then we are good. Um, and honestly, it, it takes two folks for communication, for good communication. So. Usually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So you want to make sure that you are well-fed if possible, not tired if possible. Uh, you want to give it the best opportunity. You want to try to sit someplace where you can talk to your partner face-to-face and screens are away. I know it can be really tough. A lot of folks like to talk in two places that are the worst places to have serious conversations or even really any conversation, honestly, most conversations. One is the car. I'm guilty of that one. And the other is the shower. I've never been guilty of that one. Lots of people are guilty of that one. I'm not saying no names. <laughs> <laughs> and these two places are often the place that we talk because we're spending a period of time. We will be alone. We have a captive audience. Captive audience. Here's the problem with these settings. You're not looking face to face at least one of you is distracted and should be distracted because you should be focusing on the road. Now, when you say the shower, mm-hmm. do you mean one person is in the shower? And the, the other, other person, person sits on the toilet on the, and, the, talks the, okay. to the, and talks with the person in the shower. So I'll see you. Well, you could have this conversation in the shower if you both are in the shower. If you're both in the shower, sure. Because then you can be face to face. Face to face. But that's not right. the way most people do it. The way most no. people do it is somebody gets into the shower and then somebody walks into the bathroom and says, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's even worse because you're captive. You cannot get away. There is no preparation and there is no eye contact for a lot of showers. And you're vulnerable. I and mean, you're vulnerable. Butt naked you're and butt wet. Butt ass naked and wet. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's not ideal. But a lot of people, when they get upset, that is the time that they want to engage because it's easier. I want to look at you. I want to look you in your face. And right. you cannot get And you can't away. leave. You can't, you can't really get away leave. from it. You can't really get away. So uh, if that is your MO for either, uh, for any partners, I would suggest you want to get to a place where you can be face to face, 
There is so much in terms of our nonverbal communication. We, we've only talked about language so far, and we've only talked like the scratch the surface in terms of language. But when we start to talk about like methods of communication, methods of yeah. communication and the setting for communication and what do I share and what do I not share? How do I manage my emotions during communication? There's so much that takes place that if I'm not looking at my partner, it is really difficult for me to hold both my partner and myself when something is emotionally volatile. Right. Right. And not that every conversation has to be emotionally volatile and not that the state of the union should be emotionally volatile. Um, but uh, yeah, you want to give yourselves the best possible chance at understanding. And that means taking in all the information, including face-to-face contact if that is available to you both. And colorful humans, we don't mean when you're in the shower and somebody comes in and wants to have a conversation, you take the shower curtain, you put it over your face and be like, okay, now you got my face. What you want to say? Who does that? <laughs> does that? I imagine that. I'm sure that number is not zero. I'm sure that number might be pretty close to zero. <laughs> that's the weirdest mm-hmm. thing because who would put their chin on a wet shower thing? Hey, that's, see, that's your thing. I'm, really? I, I've, seen it. <laughs> I've seen it happen. Okay, I can't detect. Oh, I can't yeah. Of it. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, guys. Don't do all I'm saying is don't do that. Gross. Don't, don't do that. Get face to face. For many reasons, don't do that. <laughs> you don't have to be dressed, but you know, optimi- optionally, if, if you are comfortable clothed, you don't got to be butt naked to do this. Such an interesting instructional. I don't know where this is coming from. Just say, I'm trying to help our colorful humans out. That's right. Being clothed or or naked or naked. Yeah. There's really only two options. <laughs> You can be partially clothed. Well, you can be clothed or naked because partially clothed is still so clothed. clothed. <laughs> you be butt naked. If you butt naked, then you know. Yeah. You can't be partially naked. Right. I guess you can't be partially don't, naked. Don't do it with just one clothed. sock on, though. That's weird. Just don't be weird about it. Yes, that's the weird part of this whole conversation. <laughs> that's the weird part. See? That's how we communicate mm-hmm. with humor and levity. Mm-hmm. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me get back on track because I'm trying to think if there are any other areas. So the other thing people ask me about is how frequently should should we communicate? Okay. Um, uh, up to you. It's really up to you. There's not really like a set amount of time I have to spend with a particular person. No official pattern. There's no official pattern. Um, we do know that there is a pattern around positive and negative interactions with people. Uh, so it's a, from the Gottmans. I think I've referenced the Gottmans uh, in this podcast before. Absolutely. Uh, the Gottmans have uh, kind of ruled couples therapy for a very long time. They have the Love Lab, which started in the 70s and continues as far as I know until this day, where awesome. they study couple interactions and then track them across five to 10 years to see what happens in their relationships cataloging the different interactions that they witnessed to see if they can find some correlation between certain activities that we take in relationship and what happens in the relationship longer uh, a long term. Very interesting if we were in that kind of study. No, we can we've had we a look very that. interesting we've had an interesting pattern. six years so far. We have. I think I think honestly we wouldn't be good candidates because we I think we just pass it with flying colors. I think they'd be so bored. Well I, I guarantee they wouldn't be bored. Well, no, but they wouldn't find a whole lot of conflict or fighting or maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'd, I'd beat you up a little bit yeah, well, sometimes. I mean, uh, boop you. 
you know, sometimes. Yeah. So. It just would have been interesting. Would be interesting. I, I don't. I don't beat him up. It's just, just so you heard it here first. I just, I want to make sure that I don't get canceled before we get started. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled before we get started, y'all. It's a nothing but love here. Nothing but love. Love and boobs. You're saying boobs. Boobs. Not boobs. No. Why would I say boobs? Because <laughs> boobs. <laughs> why would I say boobs? Because boobs. 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 Communication. I think you've hit the topic pretty I think well. I, I think, yeah, I, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. I mean, it's, it's a topic that we can c- keep coming back to over and over again. I think there's so many different areas. We haven't even really talked about problematic communication and how to fix or restructure problematic conversation. We haven't talked about how you navigate um, emotions when you're in uh, communication with another partner. We haven't talked about how to uh, work from uh, problems that cannot be solved with your partner. So there's a lot of ways you can talk about communication. We've got options, yeah. But I, I do like this kind of top line that we have taken today. Yeah, I think this feels good. All right. Kendall, well, thank you for your thank question. Thank you very much, Kendall. Appreciate it. If you, too, have a question about communication or uh, relationships or how to uh, be an effective communicator, hit us up in the comments. Uh, shoot us an email at rainbowdreamcatchertop at gmail.com. Uh, hit up our, our social medias at the rainbow at rainbow dream catcher the love pod on instagram uh, we have a facebook page for all you old folks uh who still Rude. do facebook but, uh, <laughs> i'm there so i'm the one managing it so yeah we, we're all on we're still on the, the face of bookie the book of faces yeah the book of faces so we appreciate you all uh colorful humans thank you so much mm-hmm. and we look forward to talking to you again soon if you feel free to go over to our patreon if you'd love to support the cast, that's a Rainbow Dreamcatcher, the love podcast.com. We'll take you directly to our Patreon page. We love your support. Uh, we look forward to having names on the list so that we can read those out. Yeah. And shout out to our supporters. Uh, so that can be you. That can be you. And I love to say in the early stages, if that's you, you get your name read a lot because it'll be every time we read a name, yours gets said. So uh, we look forward love to, to hear that your as name. well. Go ahead. Hit that page <laughs> But uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So this has been Rainbow, Rainbow Dreamcatcher, Dreamcatcher, the love podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.